Then in the morning, as I have heard say, was many a battle warrior round about the gift hall. Came the folk leaders from far and from near along the wide ways to look at the marvel. Grendel's passing did not seem like a thing to grieve over to any of the warriors of those who were scanning the tract of the gloryless white. How weary in mind he had dragged along his life's steps, on the way thence doomed and put to flight, and overcome in the fight at the lake of the sea monsters. There was the sea, boiling with blood, the awful surge of waves all mingled with hot gore. The death-doomed one died the lake when, void of joys, he laid down his life in the fen for refuge, and hell received him. Thence after departed the old companions, likewise many a young one from the joyous journeys, proud from the lake to ride on mares, the youth on their horses. And there was the glory of Beowulf proclaimed. And many a one was saying that no man was a better man, no, not in the whole wide world under the arch of the sky, of all the shield-bearers, neither south nor north, by the two seas. Nor a whit did they blame in the least their friend and lord, the glad Hrothgar, for he was a good king. Meanwhile the famed in battle let the fallow mares leap and go faring forth to the contest, wherever the earthways seemed fair unto them and well known for their choiceness. And the thane of the king, he who was laden with many a vaunt and was mindful of song and remembered a host of very many old sagas, he found other words, but was bound by the truth. And a man began wisely to sing the journey of Beowulf, and to tell skillful tales with speeding that was good, and to interchange words. He told all he had ever heard concerning Sigmund, with his deeds of courage, and much that is unknown, the strife of the Walesing, and the wide journeys which the children of men knew not at all, the feud and the crimes, when Fietla was not with him, when he would be saying any of such things, the uncle to the nephew, for always they were comrades in need of all the strivings. They had laid low very many of the giant's race by means of the sword, and after his death day, a no little fame sprang up for Sigmund when he, the hard in battle, killed the worm, the guardian of the horde. He alone, the child of the athling, hazarded a fearful deed under the gray stone. Nor was Fietla with him. Still, it happened to him that his sword pierced through the wondrous worm, and it stood in the wall, that doughty iron, and the dragon was dead. Sigmund was of wanderers the most widely famous in deeds of courage amongst men, the protector of warriors. He formerly throve thus. Then the warfare of Haramod was waning, his strength and his courage, and he was betrayed among the giants into the hands of the foes and sent quickly away. And too long did whelming sorrow vex his soul. He was a source of care to his people, to all the nobles, and many a proud churl often was lamenting in former times the way of life of the stout-hearted. They who trusted him for the bettering of bales, that the children of their lord should always be prospering and succeed to his father's kingdom, and hold the folk, the horde, and city of refuge, the kingdom of heroes, the country of the Danes. 
but Beowulf Heelok's kinsman was fairer to all men, but crime assailed Harimod. Sometimes they passed along the fallow streets contending on mares. Then came the light of morning and hastened forth. And many a stiff-minded messenger went to the high hall to see the rare wonder. Likewise, the king himself, the ward of the Horde of Rings, came treading all glorious and with a great suite forth from the bridal bower. And choice was his bearing, and his queen with him passed along the way to the mead hall with a troop of maidens. <laughs>